GP clinics are at crisis point. Please complain loudly to the politicians. That is the message from one struggling Hamilton practice. Flagstaff Medical Centre has been forced to raise its fees, writing to patients, laying out what it sees as the blunt realities. An outdated government funding model means the clinic is constantly underfunded. Rents have skyrocketed. Workers are close to burnout, putting in hundreds of unpaid hours and drowning in paperwork. They're two GPs down and don't have the money to hire more, even if they could find someone. And that means routine wait times of two weeks or more for an appointment. And the practice is not alone. 170 clinics have filed so-called Section 14 notices, signalling concerns about their ability to keep going. Joining us now is Flagstaff Medical Centre GP and co-owner Dr Marilyn Griffiths. Kia ora. Kia ora. It's uh, good to be here. That's a pretty grim picture. How far short does your funding fall? Well, we sink into the red every month prior to the monthly payment. Um, we're fortunate in that um, you know, we're not going too far down, but yeah, there are practices that are actually unable to get back up into the red for half of their month. So, so for you, what are the realities of that in terms of, for example, paying for your the building that you work out of? Yes, um, so the owners of the practice also own the building. Um, the mortgage rates, as you know, have skyrocketed and so has therefore the rent to pay that mortgage. Our rent from the practice is now over what it should be and it still doesn't cover the mortgage. Um, so we're actually having to take that on to a domestic loan in order to try and reduce that so that we can reduce the medical centre outgoings that way. Um, wages, um, sometimes we've had to defer wages until the money comes in. Um, both of us directors have had to put personal money in to the practice at different times and there's still some in there now. Um, that's just to keep wages paid and rent paid. So you get uh, a funding payment from the government. In terms of um, terms of covering costs, could you put a percentage on how much that covers? So uh, it covers 65% of our income. The rest comes from um, other smaller things like ACC and maternity, and the rest has to come from patient co-payments. Um, our costs are probably... I don't know the actual percentage where we're down, um, but yeah, it's significant. Probably five to ten percent consistently okay. underfunded, and that is with us currently no longer paying two GPs to be here. The what has been the reaction from your patients when you put up fees, and, and can you just tell us how much you put them up by? So um, we've put our fees up from fifty to fifty-five, and then to fifty-nine over the last. 18 months to two years. We've had to put two increases in the last year just to try and cover costs. And again, we're only breaking even now and starting to claw our way back because we're actually not paying two GPs. So, I, yeah, it's over the next couple of months we will know whether I can even afford to replace our retiring GP. The consequences of not filling those gaps in terms of hiring new doctors, if mm. one of your patients wanted to see you, Marilyn, how long would they have to wait? Uh, I think I'm up to 20 days. So it's basically three weeks now for myself. Yeah. What do you think And patients are, ah, oh, it's frustrating. Um, we always have on-the-day appointments for emergencies. Um, and so some of the slots are taken up for that. 
Uh, 30% of our slots now are taken up doing paperwork and so we have just fewer and fewer spaces now for routine appointments. So it's frustrating for me because I want to be able to follow people up and do the work that we're contracted to do. Um, it's immensely frustrating for people. They ring up and they can't get in. Um, they have to wait two weeks. Otherwise, they have to wait till things are bad enough to be able to afford an urgent day slot. Um, and, yeah, people are frustrated. And usually it's the front desk people who get it, our receptionists, sometimes our nurses. Our practice manager had to step up for two or three episodes just yesterday where people were upset um, over different things. And, yeah, and people are struggling out there. We know that. And yet, you know, because we can't actually afford to hire the staff to do the work to look after our patient population, um, they're now having to pay more because the government, the government has, the pe- people need to know this, the government has capped um, or limited all our income streams and that has never met inflation except once in the last 20 years. So we've had an effective pay drop for 20 years and costs continue to rise. It seems everyone is in agreement that the funding formula is now outdated. The new minister has mm-hmm. said that he's waiting on advice um, before he makes a decision. I mean, how long can you wait, Marilyn? Well, yes, and what are they doing with the advice they have? The Moody Report, was that 2012, um, was commissioned by the National and ignored. The Superior Report 2022 bluntly puts out the issues and the the funding boost that is required um, and that has been ignored. Um, GPNZ has put out a statement just recently and again with an update from Superi that was um, tabled earlier this week. Um, they have the advice. So what are they waiting for? General practice, if, if general practice falls over, the health system falls over. Um, I believe a 6% drop in general practice visits. Ours have dropped more than that. Um so, well Marilyn, I'm sorry to visits. interrupt, but when you yeah. say when general practice falls over, is it your concern that GPs are just going to shut up shop because the risk is too high, it is costing them, and it's simply not worth it? Yes, yes. And you know that it's illegal to run a business insolvent, right? So if we're insolvent, whose fault is that? The government controls all of our income streams, and last year, uh, GenPro did a survey of members and a third of practices posted losses last year. It will be higher than that for certain. Um, and, yeah, so we either run insolvent, we take out mortgages against our houses, and some people have done that and lost everything, um, or we loan into the businesses, which we have done. Um, what else can we do? And, you know, comments from ministry that says, oh, well, general practice will just have to absorb that. There's no more fat in the system. It hasn't been for some time. Yeah, we're bleeding. Marilyn, we really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. That is GP and co-owner of Flagstaff Medical Centre in Hamilton, Dr Marilyn Griffiths there. Um, Health Minister Dr Shane Retty wasn't available for an interview due to travel commitments, but provided this statement. He says, I've previously been on record as saying that the overall funding model for general practice is not fit for purpose and look forward to receiving advice on a sustainable solution for our primary care providers.